Hear how my guest today overcame being on welfare, living in her car as a single mom with three small children, how she overcame all of that, became a multimillionaire all through network marketing. You are not going to want to miss this, my friend. Tune in. Hello, my friend. My name is Samantha Gamble, founder of the SPSP community, and I am obsessed with helping single parents build the successful home business they want so they can live the life they truly deserve. I'm a single mom of two amazing daughters and three dogs who was able to create financial and time freedom all while working from home. And I have taught thousands of people around the world just like you how to do the exact same thing. I'll teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career that you will absolutely love, all while being able to be a present parent. We will talk about it all here, my friends. Nothing will be off limits. Think of this as your single parent happy hour with like-minded friends mixed with entrepreneurial school. So get ready to be challenged, empowered, and encouraged all while you learn. This is the Single Parent Superpower Podcast. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of Single Parent Superpower Podcast. And I am so happy to announce that we have our very first guest of our podcast, the one and only Lisa Griggs. And she is a dear friend of mine, thankfully. But more importantly than that, she's a a very successful entrepreneur, a motivator. She's an author. Um, but I, her number one job has always been a mother of her three beautiful, amazing children who are now 17, 16, and 19. But um, you know, Lisa's story, the reason why I wanted to have her on here, especially as our very first guest, is um, because her story is extremely unique. Yes, uh, she's a single mom who's worked hard and has had tremendous amount of success. That's all true. But she has had a set of circumstances thrown her way in the past that um, I don't know. I really don't know how, uh, Lisa, how you're able to pull yourself up out of and gain your composure, pull yourself up and and um, make a success of your yourself, your career, your family all over again. You know, back in the late uh, 2011, 2014, you're on welfare. So for three years, you're on welfare, and then you're homeless with your three children for one of those years. You know, I just have to say you are an incredible inspiration and a great, uh, as I told you earlier before um, we started recording here, that you are a great example of someone who's greater than their environment. So I really think that your story could uh, really motivate and empower so many people around the globe, especially all of our listeners here today. So thank you so much for being our very first guest. Well, thank you for having me, Sam. I'm so excited. This just feels so divine and um, just really excited to have a conversation today to just uplift and inspire and just encourage, you know, whoever's listening that, um, you know, just see if we can add some value, true value into their lives. That's awesome. And I love what you say. um, You're only one person away from your destiny. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think that um, part of the whole human journey, um, truly, no matter if you're a single mom, single dad, you know, married, just anybody humaning on this earth, (laughs) um, I feel like their journey is mostly reclaiming their self-worth. And I'm happy to say that most recently, at almost 50 years old, (laughs) I have reclaimed my (laughs) self-worth. So (laughs) 
<laughs> so no more is it a journey of reclaiming the self-worth. Now it is reclaimed. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> oh, yes. I do believe that everybody is one person away from their destiny. And, and I used to think that maybe that was somebody outside of themselves just because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, a networker. And I believe that um, by connecting with people that can be very life changing. Um, but I also believe that we are that person that we're waiting for, you know? So I think that when I say that it's, yes, you could be one person away from your destiny, but that one person is actually yourself. Wow. I love these kind of podcasts. I love what you do. So anyway, so that's, that's who it is. That one person is actually ourselves. Wow. I love that. I absolutely love that. And yeah, because in network marketing, you always think, okay, who else can I talk to? Who else can I talk to? You never think about yourself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it all starts with us. That's awesome. And I have to say, um, I I can't even imagine what it was like being homeless with three children. And, um, you know, I I made such a great point earlier when we were talking that you must have been so hard with three kids. And, but then, you know, then what did you say to me? Well, you know, I think that um, on the opposite end of that stick of it being hard is also that it can be very easy. And um, I think that, you know, I think if we look at it like this is hard, um, you know, what we're going through, then we're going to attract and we're going to manifest more of that. So how do we get to the other side of that stick? How do we get to it's easy? Well, when it's fun, it's Mm -hmm. easy. And yeah. so um, largely my life, th- thankfully, has been made up of having fun. And how can I do this and still have fun? How can I raise these three kids and still have fun? And my, my kids were a big motivating force for me. I mean, really the largest motivating force for me behind everything that I wanted to do in this industry and everything that I, I wanted to achieve. I, I, you know, being a single mom and being on welfare was extremely disappointing as, as a parent. And I never thought that I would be in that position at 40 years old. So, you know, being in um, network marketing, it really, um, it really gave me back my sense of dignity as a woman and as a mom because I had support. I had support of beautiful women around me that were incredible moms and that were very inspiring to me. And I just kept thinking, well, if they can do it, then I should be able to do it. And I think it was just aligning that desire for wanting to be inspiring to my kids and wanting to be good for them that was uh, just a big driving force behind me. It was it was really the wind at my back, truthfully, wow. that it didn't have to be hard because I saw that other women were achieving great success in our industry. And I thought, well, okay, then there's got to be something here. And it wasn't like I had these huge outlandish goals. You know, I just wanted to make $500 a month. <laughs> you know, I was homeschooling my kids and I just wanted to make $500 a month, fun money. I wanted yeah. fun money that I could just spend on my kids if I wanted to go buy them a Tickle Me Elmo or I wanted to go get my nails done or whatever it was. It wasn't this big, huge, like, I want to be an overnight success. It was just, I want to be a good mom to my kids. That's all it was. And I wanted them to have fun. 
Yeah. Well, well, you, you striving for $500 a month has turned into millions of dollars, yeah. not only for you, but every people on your team and people around the world you've helped. So yeah. that, that's, that $500 is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been fun. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. you on stage. You're fun. <laughs> and I have to ask you, so, you know, um, now more than ever, people are are working from home or trying to work from home or wanting to work from home. And, um, you know, being a, a parent, and especially a single parent with trying to, um, uh, you know, balance everything that goes on in the home and everything else that goes outside of the home. And so how do you, how can you, like, what are your five best tips um, that you can give for work at home parents, um, you know, how to kind of balance their entrepreneur life and their parent life? And like, what would you recommend? Like, what are your top you know, five? I mean, I think the biggest thing for me has just like my, who I am has evolved, you know, being, being in this industry, like there's a saying that um, network marketing can be a um, a self-improvement course with a compensation plan attached to it, right? So I evolved a lot as a woman over the last, uh, let's, you know, just even like 10 years. I mean, I'm not even the same person that I was five minutes ago, right? Or even yesterday as a result of this conversation, right? So I think the first thing I would say is that what has helped me where I'm at right now in my life is that I have a purposeful routine for myself, right? So Basically, um, we've heard it over and over when you get on the plane, you know, put your oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on anybody else. So I feel like self-care is one of the most important things in the routine of setting your day. So what are you doing right when you wake up? That's like super important to me. So I would say the most important tip that I could give you is to set that, you know, the set the mood of your day by the routine that you have. Like I get up and I walk with my daughter. She's 19 years old and we walk every morning three miles. And it's a time for us to engage, for me to find out what's going on in her life. Um, it's healthy. It gets the, you know, we're getting the body moving. We're getting the blood moving. Of course, we're, you know, just waking up, kind of rolling out of bed. But I think that that's also been a very valuable time in a lot of ways. So I would say definitely, um, definitely just the routine. I meditate. I do um, Reiki. I do a lot of different modalities um, to help me just kind of elevate my mood so that I can get out ahead of my day. That's super important because I know that I'm going to be dealing with kids and people and dogs and cats and, you know, traffic and, and, and what have you um, for whatever that day, you know, may, may, um, you know, may uphold. Right. So that would be, I think one of the, the, really the most important thing. I, I mean, I know you said five tips, but I think there's so much encompassing that that if I had to sum it up in five tips, it'd be like, get your body active, set that, set that intention for your day, you know, get your mood elevated before you start checking your emails and answering calls and, you know what I mean, putting out fires and handling distributors and kids and all these other things and just really having self-care for you, really putting your oxygen mask on first and, and doing that for yourself first before you go about your day. You're going to have plenty of time to deal with your whole day. <laughs> you can take yeah. 20 minutes and just, you know, get into your Zen space, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so true because I, and I think, um, and I'm sure this is true of every parent, but, um, 
me, I really only know of being a single parent and it's, and it's very difficult. It's almost, um, uh, if taking time for yourself, there's almost a, a little bit of, of guilt sometimes mm-hmm. of, oh gosh, I'm spending this time on myself. I, I should be doing this with the kids or this with the, you know, it's always, I should be doing helping someone else, something else and versus taking a breath. And putting on your own oxygen mask because I mean you're absolutely right. I mean we're we're not good to anybody. That's if, right. If we're not whole, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. I I love it. That's a great that's a great reminder. Um, yeah. And I, you know, and it, it was probably lead into your answer for this too. Is like, um, you've had I I can't imagine how many um breakdowns. I mean I I don't know about you, but through through my journey I've um you know, moments of crying in the shower, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> yeah, the shower yeah. seems to be the place, yeah. but you know, but that's, that, I mean, that's just life. And, and I don't know, I don't know a parent on earth, especially a single parent who hasn't had those moments because it's, we have all the responsibility of the finances, the homework, the doctor's appointments, the everything, the buck stops with us. And, um, you know, so what out of the, the breakdowns that you have um, encountered throughout your years, um, you know, what can you kind of, what's your philosophy on how you can take those breakdowns and lead them into breakthroughs? Well, the biggest thing um, with regard to breakdowns and breakthroughs is thank God they don't happen too often. Right. (laughs) But um, I think the biggest thing again, is your support system. You know, friends can be great therapists. I mean, great therapists. And, you know, I have a saying like with uh, my girlfriends, which are really like my soul sisters, that you don't have to have a whole bunch of people. I mean, your circle literally can be a dot. Um, I, we, you can have holies of holies relationships, which you can probably count on, you know, your one hand, um, five or less people. And those are the people that you can tell anything to, and they're not going to judge you. And you're not going to see your business on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, TikTok the next day. Um, or then, you know, you have your out, um, inner court relationships, you know, which are your acquaintances. And then you have your outer court relationships, which are also acquaintances, but people that, you know, maybe don't know as well. And I think that, you know, relationships are where it's at, where it's called, you know, what it has to do with, um, with breakthroughs, because, you know, your support system and who you're around can lead very strongly to that, can lead to your breakthroughs. Because a lot of times we don't, we don't even take that time to self-reflect and really put ourselves on the chopping block mm-hmm. and kind of look at, okay, what's, what's my part in this? You know, I've obviously attracted this experience into my life because we know that words don't teach only life experiences do. Right. So if we're attracting these experiences into our life, what what is leading to these breakdowns? Because I think about a lot, you know, like I'm a big believer in the universal laws. So I think about, you know, this is such a great question because, of course, we want breakthroughs. Right. But we if we have a desire in our heart, right. And we, we kind of launch that rocket of desire that, you know, we want to make more money. We might actually create in our own experience, some kind of contrasting experience, meaning like, for instance, you want to make more money, but you hate your job. And then the next week, all of a sudden you get told that they're selling the company and there's a big merger and now you don't have a job anymore. Well, now 
you've got to go out and find something new, right? So I think that that's where it could lead to it can lead to a breakthrough because you've now launched this big rocket of desire that you want more in your life. So for me, I think that's a, it's actually a very beautiful thing. And then just surrounding yourself with people that can support you that when you call them on the phone, say, Hey, I'm having a breakdown. You know, you've got your little therapist around you of your friends and your soul sisters to say, Hey, you know what? Let me talk you off this ledge. You know, you've been here before. Remember your past deliverances. This too shall pass. You're going to get through this. And then you'll see that, um, that, um, you know, you've been, you've been here before. There's nothing really serious going on. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I I have to, I have to agree with you. It's fortunately the breakdowns never last for long. I, I look at them as waves, you know, and, and, you know, my girls now are 23 and 21 and, and, uh, we're in a much different space than, than we were, you know, 10 years ago, but, um, gosh, yeah, fortunately the, the waves come and they go and you come out better on the other side, especially what I found is if you're clear on what it is that you want, then your breakthroughs kind of seem to be at the other end of that breakdown, you know, like, like what you said, actually. Definitely more intentional. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and, and I, based on everyone that I have talked to throughout the years, um, one thing that seems that everyone kind of has in common that um, once in a while, and sometimes, unfortunately, people are kind of uh, reside in this feeling, and that is the feeling of not being worthy, like they're not enough. Um, they put those limiting beliefs on themselves, which then handicaps any future success. And I'm talking about success, not even just monetarily, but success as a parent, success as a person, just success in general. So like, how, how, what advice can you give to kind of shed those beliefs? Because some people would look at, look at your life and your journey. And I mean, now you are amazingly successful and you have been now for a number of years, but you were living in your car with three small children at the time. And, you know, if anyone could kind of crawl up in a hole and get in the fetal position and say, oh, I, this, I, I'm just not good at this. I'm not good at life. I am not, I'm look at, look at my situation. This isn't good. And so you, I could, I could see, and no one would blame you for sinking into that mode, but how do you shed that? I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough and shed that so you can have your unlimited success versus limiting yourself. Right. That's such a great question because I feel like when you say um, this question, it's like all I'm hearing in my mind is surrendering. You know, it's I'm I am a faith filled woman. Um, I do love Jesus. I love a lot of philosophers as well. You know, Buddha, um, you know, I also try to live the Tao as much as I can. Um you know, there's a, there's a lot of different great teachings out there. Try to follow Jesus's teachings as much as possible. Um, I think that when I was actually in that place in my life, you reminded me just now because I was there. I mean, I remember not being able to afford to give my kids a Christmas and I was so broken over that when I was on welfare and, um, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to even have them for Christmas because I mean, I literally got them one gift and I felt so defeated in that space. And I remember just just literally getting into a fetal position and, I heard, um, you know, I, in my own inner being, God, whatever, however you want to say it, my angels just speaking to my heart 
that just because my circumstances weren't amazing, did it mean that I wasn't amazing? And that was directly related to my own self-worth. And I basically just got myself out of the way, my own belief system of my own unworthiness. And I mat- I, I was um, de- not really determined, but like just surrendering to the process of, God, I cannot have another day like this. Like, please, I cannot have another day like this. I, And within a year, my life was radically changed. I mean, radically changed. But I believe that it's ego that would get in the way of us just being able to surrender um, to the, you know, surrender to the process of, of something outside of ourselves, I guess, something universal, something greater and bigger than our problems or our belief systems. And that feels very expansive to me. Like, even when you think about the universe, it's expanding every day. So we have that ability to expand. You know, I love what you said. What did you say again at the beginning about the expansion? Because that were our environment. Yeah, you you being bigger than your environment. Yes, it's so huge yeah. to really start to really meditate on these things and think about these things and surrender to that process. Because even Wayne Dyer, I mean, he was a great um, teacher. And he said, you know, there is a spiritual solution to every problem. And I really believe this, this walk in this journey is a very spiritual journey here on this earth. I really, really do believe that. And if people would submit themselves to that process of spirituality, they would see that there is a spiritual solution for every problem that they're going through. And mine was simply just basically crying out to God, crying out to the universe, the ethos, my angels, whatever, my guides, you know, and just saying, I cannot do this for one more day. It's too painful. Help me. And surrendering to that process. And then that was it. I mean, within a year, me just surrendering to that, just my life changed. My life changed. I start to see things happen and line up very divinely. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, almost kismet, almost like bigger than what I could create. Right. So yeah. it was, it was huge for me. It was yeah. an awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you, when you, and you were, uh, pretty crystal clear on what you wanted too. Right. I mean, it, it oh, was 100%. Yeah. So I, cause I've, I, I've heard a lot of people, um, you know, they say, well, I've, I've prayed and I prayed and I've manifested and I do my, uh, you know, I do my meditations and, um, you know, I've tried to manifest and it's just not working. Well, you know, are you, are you very, are you specific on what it is that you want or are you just, you know, so I'm very <laughs> intentional. I believe very strongly in vision yeah. boards and I actually call them scrapbooking boards now because mm-hmm. everything that I put on my vision board comes to pass. And that's actually scriptural too. I mean, that is um, Habakkuk um, 2.2 discusses that where it says, you know, write it down and make it plain. And even though the vision tarries, it will come to pass. So anything that you put down in writing or you put down visually that's where your focus is going. That's where your deliberate focus is being channeled to. So 
yes, it's it's got to be intentional. It's got to be deliberate. And also you have to feel as though you already have it. Mm-hmm. So I don't pray and beg over and over and over again. You know, I ask one time and then I just thank the rest of the time. And through the appreciation of what I already have and what I've already experienced, right? Like appreciating that, you know, someone gave me an air mattress um, mm-hmm. to sleep on. Appreciating that somebody gave me a set of dishes. Just starting there. Appreciating that I have, you know, beautiful children. And getting away from the subject of you're homeless and you're on welfare and you can't make it and you're not good enough and you don't know anything about this industry and, you know, just literally shifting your mood because it is all about mood at the end of the day. So when you when you get deliberate in your focus, then it elevates your mood naturally. That's what it does. You feel your way through it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I know uh, Ray Higdon talks about this a lot and um and affirmations are great. And, um, you know, a lot of people do affirmations, but there's words, right. But, but like what you're talking about having the actual image and I, I have a, a photo album of my, my vision board. I'm not very crafty at all. <laughs> so, okay. I've seen vision boards where they're literal lists. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine is I have a, a little photo album in my phone with pictures and, um, and then each picture creates an emotion. Yes. And, and so if you, so it's that um, emotion that ignites your subconscious and then your subconscious is actually really the, um, really the author of your life. And, 100%. Um, and so, yeah, of it, Sam, 95% of it, that is the key to the whole thing. Your subconscious. Yeah. I, have, I, 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 I love what you're, what you're saying here because it's, it's so true. And I know, and you know, and people have heard about vision boards and affirmations and that, but I don't think anyone, um, at least I didn't, um, you know, to know that you have to, that emotion behind it. And that, and that's even, um, like putting on a, a, a song that creates a great emotion from you and be in that space as you're going through your vision board and looking at it and adding to it and, you know, that really, that really all helps. So yeah, that's the biggest piece of it is the subconscious because they say 95% of your life is created in your subconscious. So we have all these patterns and templates that we've picked up as children, right? Coping mechanisms and different things from our environment. And then now culturally what kids are experiencing, um, it's very different. You know, we have a lot of social social media culture being poured into them. And um, even with how I parent my kids, you know, I parent my kids from the vortex. Like my son will come out and he'll say, well, mom, the problem with you is that, you know, you want to be my friend. You treat me like I'm your friend. And I said, well, Judah, you were born is 3000 years old. So (laughs) you're stuck in a child's body, but I know that you're a very evolved soul. So, you know, even the difference, like I don't see my kids like they're my little minions and it's not some big accomplishment if I can get my kids to not get a tattoo or not get a piercing or, you know, obey me, that's not a huge accomplishment for me. What's a huge accomplishment for me is when my kids are living their best lives, living their dream, living their passion and seeing, seeing their mom elevated in her own mood to, to, you know, to help them to create that. It's like, I, I tell my kids, you're in trouble, get over here and create a new vision for your life sit down and do a vision board and create a new vision for your life. 
you know? So I'm just a big believer in like, let live and, you know, just be free and, and let them create as well, you know, from their place of being. Yeah. Well, and, and that kind of speaks to the whole reason why I put the single parent superpower podcast together, as well as the SPSP community membership together to create that community of um, empowering and support and encouraging each other. And, um, and within that really, um, you know, getting tips and insights of things that you're sharing and bringing that into this community to help everyone, because being a single parent, you know, it can be hard, it can be lonely, it can be all the things, right? And if you have a community of people that, um, you know, because I've never had my children do a vision board. They know that they know that I have my photo album. They know I I do that, but I've never sat them down even and said, you know, you need to do this. You should try this. And, uh, you know, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. I think, um, you know, I do it a lot with the kids that come around the house, you know, encourage them to do you, the youth to do vision boards. Um, you know, I just, I talk to them like they're adults. I don't, I don't like Mm -hmm. the child's in front of me. It's like, you know, it's, you know, it's your, you're, you're creating too, you know, from your space, you know, putting the responsibility back on them. Yeah, I remember one time this is, <laughs> this is years ago. Taylor Taylor was uh, three or four years old, and we had a family friend staying with us um, for a while. And um, you know, and he every time he was around kids, he's talking you know, in the little baby voice. You know, talk the little kid, and he, so he was talking to Taylor as if she's a tiny little baby. And she looked at him like, "Who in the heck do you think you're talking to?" And she didn't even know how to respond. And he said, I don't think Taylor likes me. I said, just talk to her like a person. Yes. <laughs> and, and so the next morning he saw her and he said, hey, Taylor, how's it going? Good. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> exactly. Right. It's yeah. I don't know why we think that they're, they're humans, too. I know. I know. It's so funny. And and it's they and they learn the a little bit lesser time physically, yeah. but not necessarily. There's a lot of kids that are that are here, very old souls, very, very old souls. Yeah, I agree with you. And they learn so much by watching us. So, yes. you know, have taken that leap to be entrepreneurs and build a business and network marketing, your know, network marketing isn't easy. It's hard work and it's hard but anything worthwhile usually is and, but it's super simple. And, but, and I think it's a great example with you, you know, if you're, if you can build your business from home in network marketing, your kids are going to see you go through the ups and downs of your business, but they're going to see you handling it. And they're going to see you have that success and create the lifestyle that you want for your family. And they're, and them being able to witness that, like your children being able to witness you going from where you were to where you are now is the best, just the best life lesson that that it's worth way more than any type of university education ever. What you've given them is absolutely just priceless. Thank you, know, you and, for that. 
No, yeah. I thank oh, you. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I admire you. And I just think that, um, you know, you're going to help so many people with your story, just giving them hope. Uh, you know, I, I mean, everyone, not every day is, is rosy day with, you know, u- unicorns and rainbows, but, um, but gosh, you know, to look back and say, okay, you know what, Lisa was in her car with three small children, homeless for a year. If she can do it, I can do it. You know, I'm just having That's a right. rough day. I can do it. I can do this. That's right. That's so, and with that, I want to close out with two two things, if I could, a little bit more um, uh, tactical, if you will. So, you know, a lot of the people who are part of SPSP community now and in the future, they're, and yes, they, like you, you know, they, in the beginning, you want to make that $500, but, um, you know, you've built an empire now. And so what does, what characteristics do you think that people need to have to be that good leader to help um, encourage and empower other people? Because like I always talk about you, you get started with a network marketing company, it's just you, but is not going to all, always be just you. As you grow, it's going to end up being thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you know, if you stay consistent, if you do the work, you know, all the ifs, but you're going to be responsible for this massive team. So what you know, what characteristics do you believe that every person should have to be that great leader to help motivate and empower people to be their best selves? The biggest thing is number one, to be teachable and coachable. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, when we come into this industry, we have our own ideas about the way life works and the way this business works. And um, I think that, you know, being teachable, being coachable, getting the ego out of the way, surrendering to that process of learning everything that you can, because you can learn and earn at the same time. That's why this is such a beautiful, um, beautiful model. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I love this model because I mean, you know, it's just the people that you meet, the experiences that you get to have. It's really, really awesome. It really is a truly Mm -hmm. awesome model. Um, I think that the second thing would be to be relational. You know, you have to be relational. You have to be willing to talk to people (laughs) as much as possible, because at the end of the day, another great universal law is the law of averages. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to enough people, it will eventually kick in. If you talk to five people a day versus talking to 5,000 people a day, right? You're going to have a lot quicker success maybe. But still, I mean, even um, I think Steve Jobs said that, you know, an overnight success is still five years. Five years is an overnight success. So even if you gave yourself five years in network marketing and you built up you know, a sizable residual or sizable team or a network of people that you have all, you know, moving towards one common goal and you're having fun with it. um, It's really a beautiful model because you're just doing that work one time and that you're getting paid over and over and over again. It is beautiful. Yes. Work from home. Yes. um, You know, present parenting, right? I mean, all the things that you've discussed in your podcast, Sam, right? But I think the the real um, just caveat for this business is the fact that you don't have to trade your time for money one time. It's that you do that work one time and you're leveraged for the rest of your life. Mm 
And I, I pray that people really, if they get anything out of this industry or out of this call today, they realize, you know, or this podcast, this, this conversation, that it is the law of averages. Eventually, it has to work out. Eventually. I mean, you're going to get all these no's, but then you're going to get a yes. So if you get a certain amount of no's, eventually you're going to get the right yeses. And that's a universal law. We can't, we can't, it's like a law of gravity. We can't say, oh no, we don't like that law. Like it just works, you know? So to me, I think that's the most awesome thing about this industry is, is that once you get, um, you know, you really get going and you start to get some traction, you know, you could build something that's a real legacy for your family. And that's really beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're absolutely right, 100%. And then the last thing I'm going to ask is I, I get, I, well, okay, so me, even when I first got started in the industry, I didn't even know the industry even existed, by the <laughs> way. I didn't even know. I was so clueless. And and the guy who was telling me about it, um, I, I owned a shipping company ages ago, and he was one of my couriers, and and um, I sold that, and he became a, a um office manager for a network marketing company, he says, and he knew I was going bored out of my school. And but I didn't go to college, I didn't have an education. So like, what do I do? And he said, you should really come check out this network marketing company. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And he says, oh, it's great. People are making so much money. They're selling this, this nutrition stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about nutrition. I am not a salesperson either. Like that does, sound, does not sound like it's for me. And then he went on and showed me the comp plan, like a trifold uh, pamphlet. Show me, and it was, uh, you know, lines and levels and generation. I'm like, I have no idea what it is that you're trying to tell me. <laughs> but, but, um, but I said my first thing. I, I am not a salesperson, so this is just not for me. Fortunately, I listened to a conference call. I heard people that were just like me, and they were having success. And I thought, okay, well, if they can do it, then I can do it. I just need to be told what to do, and I'll go do it. And sure enough. I did. But um, so what is your best tip for becoming a successful salesperson? I know people say, I hate sales. Well, we're sold every day. I mean, the, the computer that we're talking on right now, someone sold it to us. That's right. You know, the the glasses you're wearing right now, someone sold them to you. My headphones, someone sold them. So uh, we're all constantly being sold. So selling isn't a bad word. It's actually great, especially if you have something that's beneficial. But what is your best tip for becoming a successful salesperson? I would say don't prejudge. Don't prejudge. It's the biggest part of this whole game that we're playing. We don't know where people awesome. are at. You know, We don't know what they've got going on. So when someone's in front of us, we can't prejudge them, right? We just got to talk to everybody. That's all it is. It's just sharing, sharing the message and um, having fun with it, having a good time with it. Um, and, and it's not, to me, it isn't sales because, it, you know, it's just um, sharing, really. That's, it, it's, that's the truth. I mean, it is just sharing your knowledge and your information with someone else. That's all it is. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. You are a true gem, an amazing Aww. person, an amazing mom, and an outstanding entrepreneur. 
And, you know, thank you for your time. And thank you for being our very first guest. So it's awesome. absolutely amazing. I feel so honored. Thank you. I feel so honored. And I thank love you. you. And I'm so excited for what you're doing. And thank you so much for bringing this to the community of um, single parenting, you know, and the this whole superpower thing that you're doing. I just love it. I love it. I love it. And thank I'm here you. for it. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love you too. Thank you for everything. Truly. Thank you, Sam. Well, high five, my friend, and let's pop that champagne because we just finished another episode of the Single Parent Superpower Podcast together. And I hope this episode left you feeling inspired and empowered. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you can do this. I'd love to hear what other topics you'd like for me to dive into. So do me a favor, head on over to www.spspcommunity.com forward slash podcast and let me know in the comments where you're struggling, where I can help. And while you're there, feel free to click the link on that page to get your free gift. And it's the ultimate home business success guide for single parents. And this is where you'll get the seven insider tips to build the business you want so you can live the life that you deserve. And it's free. So go ahead and make sure you rate and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a single episode. And until next time, my friend, this is Samantha Gamble, and I can't wait to connect with you inside the comment section on spspcommunity.com forward slash podcast.